United 20 times, 20 times, Man United. I could go on. I could sing a whole bunch of different songs that that would you know glorify the team that is Manchester United. But Didn't I won't just have a draw. Y'all didn't even win. Hey, look, look, that's why I'm hey, look, I got you, Dan. That's why I'm calming down on it. Because I get it. We didn't get six points. We got four, though. I think we got the four we deserve. So, hey, guys, let's get right into it. We're going to talk about Manchester United first. I think they had the two biggest games of the week. Um, they played Tottenham on Wednesday, 2-0 win. And they played Chelsea on Saturday, the later game, 1-1 uh, draw. Um, both were games that I think Ten Hag would be happy with as far as how their playing style was. Uh, both games looked like they were – the passing was extraordinary. They they looked good with the one-touch passing, the runs. They looked threatening. Uh, I give Hugo Lloris a lot of credit. He uh, – in that first game against Tottenham, he he was – he stood on his head at first. Um, you know, he did not have a bunch of chances. You know, United was attacking all day. They had, I think, 19 shots in the first half. So they're getting shots off. They just couldn't get anything in there in the first half. So um, second half came out, same thing. Kept bringing it to him, and uh, we got two. And uh, we all know the story that happened in that game. I'm not gonna go there right now. Let's let's keep basking in the glory of Manchester United and what they did well. Uh, they pressed well, they passed well. Casemiro looks like he's coming into his own, at least for now. Um, and I think one thing that's shocking, I've heard some pundits say it. Somebody like Owen Hargreaves, I heard him say it this morning on something I watched. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people are surprised by his passing range. I think his passing is actually a lot better than people uh, gave him credit for previously. So um, that's looking really nice right now. He's looking really solid. I think he's allowing two midfielders to attack, uh, to look more like a 4-3-3 when we have possession. Um, and, and, and it's working well. He's coming into his own. Uh, he looked great against Chelsea as well. He looked great against Tottenham. So, uh, yeah, did you guys end up watching any of the games? Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Before I, I go out here and defend my uh, Chelsea peoples, and let the folks know what uh, episode this is, man. Champagne soccer, episode number, I don't know, 14, 15? Oh boy, I think it might be episode 14, the Thierry Henry episode. I knew it, I, I knew it. Hey, hey, but back on that Chelsea topic, Man, uh, I, I did view that game. I, I thought it was kind of comical. I know that Chelsea got a lot of injuries, but uh, they had the old man in a three-man back, and you guys only got a late robbery goal. Um, I I thought um, you guys kind of were dominant in the beginning. Like, that passage of play was really, really good when uh, that Rashford mischance happened. Um, then I thought they kind of, like, Kind of tried to boss it a little bit for a while. Um, also, I thought that um, that Ten Hag his adjustment game was very was like re really on show because it forced Graham's hand. He had to swap out Cucurella early, and um, he had to switch up that formation. So I thought that was actually a dope little little tactical tactical play right there. But man, you guys uh almost. Almost. I mean, almost doesn't count, but uh, it was a good. It was a. It was a dry fest until maybe what eighty eighty third to the ninetieth minute. That's when it really got hot. I would say. Yeah, you're right, and that, and that brings up something we want to talk about about like the the chess moves made, and, and you're right. Uh, it, it looked like Manchester United was gonna 
dominate possession. And I think Grand Potter saw that quick and he made a move and it was a good move because what it ended up doing was uh, giving them a little more, uh, um, you know, depth in the midfield and allowed them to hold more possession. So, uh, so it was a great move. And, and then, like I said, from then on, I think like, as you pointed out, Marcus, it, it really had to, you know, make Ten Hag make another move there. Like, what else are you going to do now that I made this? And it, and it worked out. It was a good game. You know, I know uh, for a lot of casual soccer fans, 1-1 one, one may not sound exciting, but uh, there can be some really exciting games that 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 draw. So, and I, that was one of them. Dan, you got anything for that game? Did you watch it? I'm sorry, y'all. This is episode 15. None of y'all corrected me. And episode 15 is not the Thierry Henry episode. It's the Mats Hummels, Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain injury All-Stars edition. Wow. We hey, might wait, have to do that. The best hey, injury All-Stars of the last 10 years. We might have to do that next week. And didn't what he make an appearance in the game? Huh? Didn't Oxlade-Chamberlain uh, make an appearance this weekend? Did he? Did the ghost of Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain show up, Marcus, before I give you my United analysis? The ghost did show up for a 10-minute spurt. He oh, uh, played in the for Halloween. Game. Yes, sir. You know, he got the <laughs> he got the fresh baby, so he got to get ready to go out there and trick-or-treat. Oh, whoa, that's nice. Well, we're going to get to that in a little bit. But United, let me tell you something. All right, against Tottenham, they played well. And I'll give you this. Midget Max center back is doing his thing. I saw numbers that he is one of the best in aerial duels one in the league. So I got to give him his pro his props. I didn't know he was Spud Webb, okay? Mm -hmm. I didn't know he was Nate Robinson. I didn't know he had the bounce of a dunk contest champion. God bless him. He's been doing ja his thing. John ja Morant been, type hops. Yeah he, has <laughs> been, yeah, he has been United's best center back. I've seen comparisons between him and Saliba. Eh, they do different things. I like them both. I like Saliba more for a center back. I still would prefer, you know, Arsenal was interested in him. He played well as a left back, but I like how they're moving. One thing I would say is that Tottenham made it very easy. You know, they're a scary FC. They don't have any confidence in moving forward and attacking you see rumors of Sun trying to leave. You see Bayern Munich is trying to bother Harry Kane and say, hey, man, don't you want to do something with your life and win? Come to Bayern. So maybe people are saying, hey, man, this terrorist football, this counterattack when you have mm -hmm. graded, you just bought Richarlison for 60-plus million. You buy someone mm -hmm. like Basuma for 20-plus million to try to solidify that midfield. They have no creativity deep. They have three. They have, like, okay, Hoiberg, defensive midfielder, Benteker, defensive midfielder, Basuma, defensive midfielder. But Hoiberg and Basuma can be good passers. Basuma can be a box-to-box -box player. Hoiberg can ping it from deep. Mm -hmm. I don't know why they they just try to play route one football counterattack to the front three. You see Richarlison in the league is a ghost. He had some nice championship yes. moments. But he's a ghost. Mm -hmm. Against Chelsea, that was tricky, you know, nasty penalty. But, hey, y'all got the equalizer. Casemiro has finally stopped his duties of being Cristiano's babysitter and said, I'm ready to play, sir. I forgot the <laughs> World Cup is next month. I got to get informed. So he's doing his thing. So 
I got a salute. And your little homie, Spinneroni, Anthony, I see he's trying a little more and tracking back. He's trying. It's still, mm -hmm. yeah, but he's trying. He's increasing his work rate. So, yeah, you got to be encouraged by what you're seeing. Ten Hag is showing his philosophy can work. I still think y'all need to stop playing games and, you know, Erickson, deep in midfield, take it easy, man. But, uh, you know, other than but that, I think looking good. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, it, it look, but Erickson, I think Casemiro solidifying that six role, I think is going to help him not have to worry about having to come deep as much, especially because we're starting to see how Casemiro can start passing out of the back. So, so yeah, man, like, yeah, uh, I think, uh, it's a good sign. I think we're going in a good direction. Uh, and so we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, we play Sheriff this week uh, on Thursday. So Ronaldo might be back in the starting lineup. That's all I'll say about him. Uh, Marcus, talk about going from the highest to highest to the lowest of lows, brother. What's going on up Liverpool, man? Once again, you guys just had a draw. That's not the man. highest of highs. You're sicko. Yeah, like how Dan said, you you, you get a draw and, and, and you act like you're at the top of the oh, league no. just because you over us in the in the No, 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 no. I'm talking about go. what happened to you guys last week and then coming up, you know, the, or the week before and then coming up this week. By the oh, way, Manchester United, I'm sorry, Marcus, I got to defend you some more. I just had to Google the PL table. You know me. It doesn't matter until January, but when I pulled it up in the top five, I don't see United either. Oh, there you go. Sixth place. I see it. Yeah, you guys are coming up. Ooh, nice little creep up. That's nice. Draw, win, draw, win. Got them hype. All mm -hmm. right, sixth place. Go ahead. We're the cardiac kids right now, man, because after a tremendous, tremendous performance against City, we we we, we skirt by just barely um, against West Ham. We get that 1-0. Then it seems like the problem of the season is is continuing. Every time we win a game, we lose two players. This game, we lost uh Tiago and we lost Nunez. So coming into Nottingham Forest, it was already gonna be a hot match because that was Steve Cooper, who was our former youth coach, and we had two former players on there. One guy who never Never saw the Premier League, but it was actually in Germany doing his thing a little bit. Uh, Toby at Stryker. Uh, I don't want to mess up your first name. I mean, your last name. And um, also, we got young Nico. Um, and Toby actually got the goal, the one goal that would win them the game. And in that game, we had a lot of tricking. Um, Joe Gomez, you gave up a free kick that ended up being the goal. Um, it's like every since that city game, maybe somebody was hyping them up saying, yo, you about to get in that England squad because Maguire is still on that bench. But um, it, it, it just didn't work out. He did a couple bad passes that led to a couple chances. And also we had Virgil, the co-captain, out here being a dummy in the box, clear chances to get goals. And then you out here passing to Firmino. You passing the Sava. Like, come on, bro. Finish the chance. Like, let them get it on the rebound. So that that's that's what I would say happened to us. Yeah, I ended up watching that game too. And I just thought, yeah, Virgil should have been a little more uh selfish because he had a couple chances that there's no excuse. He he shouldn't have been trying to pass. Like, take that. Hey man, somebody gotta explain to me. Um, how does the ear infection take you out about two weeks? Because um 
Tiago got an ear infection after the game, and he hasn't played since. After the match, he got the ear infection during the match. After the match, supposedly. Well, I can tell you why, Marcus. He got wind of his MLS contract for DC United. Nobody's coming. They don't even have a designated player spot. They they spent that on a dude that got the that might get the uh, racism uh, charge. Hey man, just know Tiago to MLS Logan. <laughs> His time at Liverpool's over with. Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you load up? Yeah, man. I keep trying to tell Dan he's coming to City, but I've heard every uh, argument that nope, Pep's gonna break him and ruin him. So he needs to go where he's needed in Liverpool, honestly. I think y'all would uh thrive with him for real. He would um be a nice addition to uh even Carvalho, Diaz, Nunez once he gets off. Yeah, be a nice squad. Hey man, I, I I on the low, we need that rebuild in the midfield. But enough on me, man. Go ahead and talk about y'all being robots and getting points. Yeah. Um but first, please talk about this today. That nice, <laughs> boring nil-nil draw. Yeah, I'll talk about the snooze fest. I watched Against it. Dortmund, Highlands homecoming, y'all. Did y'all get to see that? Yeah, we saw that snooze. You know, I saw that snooze fest. I, <laughs> I made a bad decision, bro. Bad decision. Was no a couple goal. other homecomings too. Remember, it was Akanji's homecoming as well. And the the only one that is actually a club legend, you could say, Kundigan. Gundigan, exactly his homecoming. Yep. So they took that homecoming uh, and made it a, a time to just chill. It was a snooze fest. It was a relaxation. It was a vacation. Uh, they didn't want to dis- disrespect their, I guess, alma mater, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Um. Pep just wanted to go in there, maybe for the draw. He made a sub at halftime, took Holland off. Come to find out, it's reported that Holland was taken off because of a problem in his foot. So anybody wishing bad juju on him, thank you. Which had Man City doctors concerned and will be assessed before the Leicester game on Saturday. Pep Guardiola confirmed. And this is via Simon Bajkowski. I believe he's a say certified foot knee. That boy, that boy, bad goods. <laughs> yeah, so um, hopefully that's not too bad. Uh, another highlight from the snooze fest: the guy who's been missing from my squad, who I've had under surveillance since about like week two, Riyad Mahrez, uh, missed another penalty in the Champions League, and another comment from Pep. Pep Guardiola said, Riyad Mahrez can take a break now with the penalties. So, <laughs> you think that means he's saying he can kind of hey, take a break he, from the team? Nah, he <laughs> maybe. He's not. He, he's losing his champagne, man. He's chilling. It's, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's personal. I don't want to uh, go on him too much, but he was a top scorer on my club last season. He was a baller. And honestly, the competition ain't even on his side for real. So I don't know why he's he's playing like he shook. You know what I mean? Somebody like Phil Foden, Graylish, Sterling left because he wasn't trying to go through all that competition. Rio is fine on the right. 
So I don't know what's going on. Um, My theory is that he signed a new contract and he's relaxed. <laughs> Algeria ain't going to be in the World Cup. I'm cooling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't have real motivation to start this season. Just earning the paycheck right now. I got paid. Yeah. I just got married, too. Let me just get married as well. I don't know. Relax. Might just be in his retirement. He's 31, (laughs) about to turn 32 in a couple months. He's relaxed. Yeah, man. I don't know why. I thought if Pep was, you know, the shrewd businessman and, you know, the board as well, I thought they were going to flip. Myris, to be honest, because he's 31 going on 32, I thought they were going to try to find another tricky right or sorry, left footed player that can play on the right wing that can be a direct dribbler and threat because that's what Pep always wants. He wants one winger to be an inside forward and then he wants one to be to either touch the to use his crossing by the touchline or to be a dr- direct dribbler to pass or cross. So that's what Myers is, you know, the tricky threat. But before y'all remember Myers, you could argue was the best dual threat in the league when they won the uh, Premier League at Leicester. Yeah. He was a threat getting like, I think 18 goals, 11 assists. But at, yeah. uh, at City, he's been more used as just a goal scorer. Like Pep tried to make him a new Robin and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Robin became an assassin even more under Pep, if y'all remember, at Bayern. And he mm-hmm. tried to do it with Myers, and it didn't really work. So I don't know. I think over there, they just have to hope Foden can hold that down. You left-footed, go out to the right. But I don't think he's got the wiggle enough to, you know, dribble. Well, he did against United because he was destroying us from the But, you know, you already yeah. – you can tell us – better than anyone that you guys have been looking for a new right back for a while too. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> um. Hey, I got to give respect to uh, Mares before I say what I say. Uh, shout out to him because I learned my fake, fake shot uh, nutmeg move from him from his Leicester days. <laughs> but um, the way y'all are talking about him, I think he outside the club. Oh, mm. he's turned up too much. Dang, he, too he's not, much. He's not he burnt out. Whoa, he burnt. I don't know. Oh, uh, yeah, man. Nah, I can dig it. Nah, he's not. He, my surveillance uh, is finished. I think he's out. He can take a break from the club. You're right, Marcus. You know, I just went on. Y'all did cruise over the weekend, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we did. I remember that goal against Brighton. Was that the one Ederson sent through with the pa- uh the pass, the assist? Yeah. Was, was it? Yeah. Beautiful goal. Holland uh used his uh football skills, American football skills to truck that one center back for, with after the pass from Ederson. Did he? Yeah, no, nah, it was beautiful. Um goals are coming, teams moving, Brighton was three one our way. Oh, I think I know what happened, y'all. Yeah, now I see the theory. See, I shouldn't be as hard. See, that's why, you know, hey, that's why they pay me the big bucks, y'all, as a journalist. Mm. I just did research. Y'all know where I went to find out something? Instagram. And what did I find out, my brothers? What's up with them? In July, on July 8th, him and his lovely wife welcomed a baby. 
So, you know, Family. the season, the next month. So, I mean, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this might be his first child. So, y'all know, hey, living with a baby, first month, yeah. the season, See, he's personal, still... Personal reasons. I'm stress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stress, and then yeah. I just got married last year, too. And then, you know, we just had a baby. It's, yeah. It can get hectic in the house. I yeah, mean, no, that's real. That's why I can't be too hard. You going to reevaluate him, Anthony? Huh? You going to reevaluate him now because of that? I mean, you could still be not performing, but for good reason. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, now I got sympathy. I've always had sympathy for the man, but the thing is, you ain't performing. You missing penalties. That's not cool. Like, all right. Yeah. But, but I get it. You know what I'm saying? I, that's another thing. Hey, man, that's his job. People can... People ain't perfect, so yeah, you're right. I, I, ain't, I ain't shitting on this, him like really shitting on him. This is not his first children. <laughs> well, he's had he has two daughters with one English girlfriend, Rita Johal. And then you know, he got caught up in child support issues, you know, 2020, 2019, 2020. Oh, okay. Yeah, he outside the club, he got a new he in the club too much. Yeah, then he got a new youngin' and they just had a child. So this is his third child, second relationship. Yeah, you know. You know, yeah, dealing with these British women, but they back to football. I'm sorry. Yeah, man. Sorry to make this TMZ, but this is real life. We got to know what happens. It's it's on Wikipedia, guys. I'm, I didn't go looking for what, what the ladies call T. I'm sorry. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Bay, I want to... I got a question about Liverpool real quick, Marcus. You're not going to get away that easy. You know what I told Anthony the other day? And I know you're going to know what I mean because your team used to do this back in the day before y'all got real nice with Joe Johnson and them. You know the teams that get up against the good teams and then against the smaller teams, they take it easy, like how Ephraim the Wizards used to do or like the Young Hawks teams. That's what I saw with Liverpool. I saw that, hey, we beat City, but we beat City with a counterattack style, and now when we're supposed to dominate possession and set the initiative, we weren't able to create. And I think, I mean, y'all know, Marcus has said this for a while, y'all need more creativity. I don't know where it's going to come from. It's supposed to be through the wingers and the fullbacks, but Trent hasn't been 100. Robertson's been hurt. So we'll see. I mean, what do you think? If you were the manager, football manager comes out in a couple weeks. The beta's out now if you pre-ordered. But if you were the manager, how would you try to increase chances in the team? Well, <clears throat> you already know I'm I'm a I'm not that good on FM, but I I I'm on YouTube a lot learning. Um Hey, man, but, all I'm going to say yeah. is if you want to get dirty, you just pay that $4.99 and get that in-game editor, man. And then oh, the, the editor flow. And the world is your oyster, man. <laughs> hey, I might have to do that this season. But for as for, I do fully agree, like how you said, for the good teams, we get up. For the for the low and the table teams, like how you said, when, it, when, it, when we need a Thiago that's going to break the lines fully, we we and and when he's not in the squad, it doesn't happen. You know what I mean? So we we out there looking for a miracle type of deal. Um, I think right now you kind of have to play the four four two, right? But 
I think tactically, you have to swap some people. You have to swap some people and play uh, players. Salah has to play through the middle. Like you can't. Only time he was good was when you brought him on in ranges in the middle. Nunez needs to play on the um on that wing, that Diaz wing. You don't gotta you don't gotta uh cross the ball in, cut in, take your shots. He's he's taking shots outside the box anyway. Go ahead and do that. And then what is that? They can't play Firmino on that right so as a second striker. So I would say, uh, you might have to play Ox. You might have to play Ox a couple of minutes, at least in the first half. So you get like a guy that can pass the ball and actually has some pace to press. Um, again, with this currently with the squad, I'm not doing no high lines. I think that's the fault. I think that's the problem. Like that's the problem with modern football right now. Everybody want to press high, do that high line. If you don't got the talent and the guys, they got trust. Like as my, as I always say, that our team right now, they don't have the confidence. Joey don't got the confidence. They going Virgil don't got the well the motivation right now because what we three four weeks in before the World Cup. Like he's not trying to get hurt. We just saw Varane get uh lose his chance possibly. We saw Jota lose his chance. So I would make those tactical changes. Um, also, I'm making sure Simicast get up the field more because his crosses are, are actually more lethal. I'm changing who's doing the corners. I'm tired of Trent doing the corners. Those shits never get into Van Dyke. Give me if Tiago's on the field. Why is Tiago not doing fucking uh free kicks? Those are some of the changes I would say that that I would do. Nice, nice, and see. I like your idea of putting Salah as the number 10 because with Egypt, they've done that and it works very well having a target man strike in front of them. And that's what Darwin Nunes is. And I believe Firmino, if he has to play the role of a conventional number nine, he can do it because he can help with the creativity also. Luis Diaz, I don't know what they told him, but he needs to start passing more, Brad. He gets the wonder goal once in a while, but... It don't happen enough for him to always take crazy shots, but I understand he's trying to make something happen. He's the electric one, the wild card. But, yeah, you're right. You guys, the left back has to definitely push up more. But speaking of creativity, back to City, uh, Chelsea. I said Chelsea. Well, yeah, former Chelsea player Kevin De Bruyne wasn't there. He got a break. And in that starting lineup, we saw Holland. Foden, Alvarez as a front three, nah, or nah, what, front four. Oh, yeah, it was. Foden, Holland, Mares. Yeah, Mares on the right. Alvarez yeah, Alvarez was the. Yeah, the second striker. And then the double pivot of Rodri and Gundogan. There was no creativity. Without De Bruyne, nothing was cooking. No Bernardo Silva as well. Holland got subbed off at halftime because it was like, Pep was like, hey, we nothing's happening because I'm not playing Kevin. And then he, so take him out. And he put Bernardo on, so that's not a certified goal. So you already know we're going back to the false nine, which is team creativity, but with the problem from the last Champions well, League match. And Alvarez, he's I, supposed to be a nine. Exactly. I was about to say the problem from the last match in the Champions League where Alvarez was <laughs> playing up front. He's too small. And I feel like he just he's one of those players that actually has to adjust to just different pace of playing, different competition, because he'd be out of position sometimes just be running. It's almost like seeing Jesus. Bruh, he just was running sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Who you hey, pressing? Man, like a little kid out there just running. Like, 
<laughs> like, uh, hey, man, calm down, relax, see where the ball's going. Check, check the pass. And, like, yeah, it's just it, just flailing around. So it's, it's very yeah. uncontrolled. Being a striker for River Plates, River Plates is, yeah, it's easy. It's yeah. barbecue chicken compared yeah. to now seeing how teams play with these super low blocks against mm-hmm. City. And it's more compressed. Mm-hmm. Bro, he played in a league where 11 out of the 14 teams make the playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's nasty. Hey, man, Copa Libertadores is a, is a, you know, it's a challenge, though, and he balls in that. But, yeah, the, the Argentine Premier League yes. is, is tricky. So my, my team needs some more creativity. If Kevin's not out there, uh, Foden needs to step up and uh, – I guess channel is inner uh, David Silva and become what he needs to be. And not just like a, he's, he's skillful on the attack, but need him to be more of a playmaker. I guess when Holland's not there, De Bruyne is not there. Stuff needs to happen. Cause I can't imagine us uh, de devolving back into the false nine play style without a striker and then looking for goals. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Um, Reliance on Holland is a uh, it's kind of scary if it starts becoming it's going to be a hindrance if, yeah. if we don't figure I, I would argue not because y'all did lead the league in uh goal score last year, so yeah, yeah but, it wasn't there. but now the, that's all they do like on Sunday. No, on I hear you when they play. What I'm race, saying is they won 3 1. Holland had a brace, Ephraim. He has the score Ephraim, to your point about last year. Fair enough. What I'm saying the is, the guy under surveillance, Mares, was a big part of those goals. So no. now he's not even getting goals. The, the creativity ain't the, the guy's not there. The second guy up ain't there now. So Foden has stepped up. Foden has, uh, yeah, Foden has stepped up. Yeah, and, and, yeah he's and, the one. And hold on, Graylish needs to play. Like Al Marone. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, he's never going to play like that. Nah. nah he needs to. <laughs> he's yeah. not that kind of player. Marone, six goals, yeah. I think, in the league. Yeah, six goals. Yep. But he's not that kind of player. He's going to play. Nah, that was, yeah, that he was ain't going to be that kind of that guy. That was more of the, the, the running joke. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I feel you. And if anything, he can be the creator. He can help other players. So we just need that because it's, hey, man. Yeah, he yeah. didn't play either. He got a rest. Yeah, because yeah. we we was about to walk in. I believe we got first place in the the next in the group. After yeah, this Dortmund for real. They should have won. They had the most clear cut chances, but they didn't execute. Um, Cuckoo had a couple shots blocked. Um, I think Jude he had a nice run, but uh, who was it? Giovanni Reina didn't make the right pass. They had that brother playing left wing back. Uh, Anthony has been saying for a while that Giovanni's, you know, destiny was to be a left wing back. <laughs> and when he saw that, he geeked. And I was like, yeah, they're not playing him there, bro. You know, they don't think he's creative Gio enough to be striker. in the anymore. You said he's, he's a, a striker? striker at home, man. Yeah, for USA, he's a striker. He's a winger and a striker. He plays yeah, well, in the front. Like, what, well, for Dortmund, for his club, he he's whatever. a defender. Okay? With his club, <laughs> He tracks back and hurts his legs. You saw him on the floor. <laughs> he was gassed. Now we know where them hamstring problems coming from. Yeah, he's a wingback, bro. <laughs> they think uh, Hazard's little brother and Julian Brandt are better than him. So, yeah, you got to go do that defensive work 
against Myris. But yeah, I mean, you can say he had Myris locked up. Yeah. <laughs> Six four. Rated. That was his rated for Gio? Nah, for Mares, because he was locked up. Gio had a 6-5. Whoa, okay. This is according to whoscored.com, by the way. Let's talk Arsenal. You got the nerve, Dan, to talk about a 1-1 a draw, huh? But yeah, y'all had some struggles on the South Coast. Tell me about that game. Yeah, well, you can call me Dan Stradamus, because I predicted this draw. Anthony will attest. I told him we going down the South Coast and it's time to drop some points. You won nine of your first 10 matches. That's cool. Arsenal's never done that before in their 136-year history. That's cute. Everyone that's ever done that, won nine of their first 10, gone on to win the league. Is Arsenal going to win the league? No, I've been saying this. <laughs> and let me tell y'all something. Gabriel Jesus... Martinelli, are you three Gabriels? I see why you're not going to World Cup. Sit down. Enjoy yourself. Have that nice vacation starting next month. Tamiyasu with Japan, I'm not even going to blame you. Arteta, he's moving like a dickhead. You're not starting tyranny. You want to start a right back and left back. God bless. You don't want no creativity from that flank, whatever. Uh, you know, Saka, you tried to create chances. You tried to get in the half spaces, but my brother Salasu was doing his thing, trying to cover that half space. What I'll say is that uh, Odegaard was, you know, trying to probe with passes, but their block, their, you know, Southampton plays with a 4-4-2, so their low block was intact. They did very well. I will say that uh, Ben White, and that's the nasty part, because you have a right back, or sorry, you have a center back at right back, and then you have a right back at left back. It's crazy that the center back at right back was more creative. Hmm. What the hell is that? And then you bring on Eddie Nketiah, but you put that brother on the left wing when he's the striker. Move Gabriel Jesus to the wing. I don't like that. He's playing Eddie and Ketsy on the wing. I get he's little, but he is more of a poacher, fox in a box. He has the blood for gold. Let Gabriel Jesus make the runs coming across to a strong right foot to shoot or pass. But, you know, Shaka continues to score with his weak foot. Salute to him. But, hey, I knew they was going to drop points. It was a draw. That's cool. I'll take that. I just want Arsenal to try to get top four. I was joking with Marcus in the uh, group chat about being Liverpool being 12 points back because he was saying that Liverpool was going to have a lot of players rested too, but Arsenal will as well. Most of our players will not be at the World Cup and the ones that are going there will be their quick trip, you know, in and out. <laughs> so I'm not really worried. I will say that we need more attacking options. Like I've told Anthony, we don't have any snipers. And maybe this is what we can get into next week. How many snipers does each team have? We can go top six, top ten. We can go the whole league, man. We can respect the Premier League and try it. Hey, this could be fun. Because personally, Arsenal, we have no snipers. City, they have the biggest sniper. Yeah, Holland, they have one. 
Liverpool has one sniper, Salah. But they have someone in Firmino who's been on form. He's acting like he has a chopper, but we we know. United, they best sniper. sniper. That brother is now Clint Eastwood, the old gunman, the old sheriff in town. <laughs> they don't want to activate him. He's the only sniper they got, but they don't want to activate old sheriff. So, you know, so that would be a fun topic we could have. But, yeah, Arsenal, we don't have any snipers. And, hey, lucky to get a point. We should have beating these guys 4-5-1 if we weren't messy with our chances, but it is what it is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, top of the league, right? So, at least you can bask in that. Yeah, that's um, cute. We're just trying to cling on <laughs> with place, man. Yeah, they're, they're top of right now. Yeah, hey, you yeah. said United is on the way, right? I said we're looking said good, Liverpool's man. on the way. We looking good. Hey, hey. E. E, you know, breaking news, yeah, you breaking know. news. Da, 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 da. You might have to put the music, da, 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 da. yeah. <laughs> so, after y'all's draw, one one draw, we found out why y'all was so happy with that draw. It wasn't just for a point mm. that you received, it's that your goal difference now is at zero. Congratulations! <laughs> oh, that was the breaking news. So, yeah, wow, thank you. Thank zero you. goal uh, difference. Hey, it's been 12 matches. Hey, Dan. Zero goal difference. Hey, Dan, let him know what team his goal difference matches up with. Newly promoted Fulham. Wow. That's what they own right now. They're playing like Fulham. Amazing. And they're excited. Amazing. Liverpool, they, they goal difference is nine. That's beautiful. Wow. Hey, I was this in Tottenham and their toilet bowl offense. Their goal difference is nine. Didn't Liverpool just run it up though on a relegation team? Well, yeah, it did get plus nine. Eight. You got to do Four what you got to do, son. Hey, they couldn't do it. No one else has done it. Okay. Can't blame them. Uh, yeah, that's cool. That's and, and they just lost to Nottingham. Yeah. <laughs> Was Klopp complaining about their, their spending? But Nottingham. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. Whoa. Yeah, yeah we were. We, hey. Yeah, they did. They, they, oh, we he's PPF already looking in. Uh, <laughs> what were you called? <laughs> hey, man. All right, United's low hanging fruit. I get it. I get it. I hear you. Uh, yeah, we got the zero. <laughs> funny, funny, funny. It is what it is. Look, we we plan well. That's all I'm gonna say. And we're, we're moving in the right direction, I think. Um, but speaking of dropping points, can we talk about Juventus and how bad they're looking in both the Champions League and in their own league right now? Yeah, they're dead. I mean, the old lady, <laughs> you know. Yeah, put the old it's lady. It's an old team. Put put the old lady in the nursing home, man. Yeah. She, she yeah, they're an old team. Look, yeah, so they have to go through a couple evolutions. Like, I kind of wish they were patient with Pirlo because I liked his ideas. I, you know, mm-hmm. I am a guy that loves to learn about the sport, the minutia of the game. Mm-hmm. And I was able to mm-hmm. get access to Andrea Pirlo's uh, basically – his report, his, you know, I guess you could say his dissertation, if you will, mm-hmm. to give an equivalent to something, his dissertation for his coaching badge. Mm-hmm. And this man had creative ideas. Mm-hmm. It was great, man, with the formations he wanted to use, the idea of positional and spatial awareness mm-hmm. and combinations he wanted to run. It looked cool, but he didn't get the time because Juve is trying to win now. They went to grandpa. Wait, 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 you know, wait, Dan. Huh? Go go ahead. 
Did you see the influences? Did you see who who his influences were? Yeah, I mean, you can say some of them. Go ahead, Mister Mister Pep and Mister Croy. Yep, mm. yep, yep. Mm. You know, he's a student. He wants that total football for sure. He wants to carry that on and bring it to Italy because they've been always known as Catenaccio, the most defensive tactical league. And recently, mm. you've seen they've gone back to having a free-flowing team. Like, they won Euro with a great team that attacked mm. fullbacks, bombing forward, creating yep. midfielders like Barella, getting in there, scoring. You got young striker. You have Chiro Mobley, one of the best Serie A strikers ever. You got, you know, creativity from kids. But, hey, you know, back to Juve. They don't have nobody. None of those niggas on their team. <laughs> Yeah, none of them niggas on their team. None of that. None of them. They still got Quadrado. I mean, he's like 40 years old by now. And Kiesa was done early. That's racism, man. You say that because he's Colombian? I'm saying it because he's been in playing world football for a minute. Hey, man, Juan Quadrado, you said he's 40. Yeah, Billy. And you did mention earlier in our group chat his uh, handball, which he had. That was kind of gross. Yeah. He yeah, is so bad for him. He's 34 years old. That's not that old. Yeah, especially for Juve. They got, yeah, they that's, got 20, that's 27 for Juve. <laughs> yeah, he had a, a five-seven. How old is Angel Di De Maria? <laughs> Di Maria is probably 30. I would guess 34, 35. You got it. 34. Yeah, see. About to be 35 in February. Yeah, but <laughs> so. see, he, he his his 35 is gonna be like 31, but then you know, 31. Yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. I get that. Yeah. But the echo, <laughs> the echo off of Dan, um, I won't even cover today's match because it's just a uh, a culmination of the collapse of what yeah. and like um, multiple failures by shoot the people at the top yep. because a couple of years ago when he, he he was first go around they said all right let's get rid of him because he's too defensive he can't win the uh champions league final he got them there twice let's go ahead let's go to to the system guy let's go to sorry ball let's give <laughs> Pirlo a chance and if you look at the statistics, they they remained at first under sorry, but again, they didn't have success in Europe. Mm -hmm. So it seems like the team has just been chasing Europe. And also, I saw that one of their biggest mistakes was buying the old man, old uh, guys. Y'all said Clint Eastwood. And they made <laughs> that decision. Yeah, yeah. There's been reports coming out about how he was in the locker room and yeah, kind of like the team and it didn't work out, man. I mean. Right. I guess maybe commercially it worked out, but yeah, financially, um, based on their goal being the Champions League and it didn't happen, they didn't even get to like a semifinal. I don't even think they got to like a quarterfinal. It was gross. So yeah, yeah I think they yeah, in the eighth in the league right now. They could have used that. Y'all know how Juventus is. They could have bust down that a hundred million they spent on Cristiano to buy like eleven players mm. or seven players. <laughs> Or five players, but they could have bought multiple players instead of buying that one because they, yep. for years, they had to fix that back line. They knew that uh, Kalini was going to leave eventually. Bonucci's yeah. getting over it. They didn't expect the league yep. to leave. 
the lick left. They got Bremer. He's pretty good. But uh, going forward, Vlaovic, he's solid. But yeah. what they paid for him. Who's feeding him, though? That's for exactly. That's what I was about to say. You should yeah, to buy. Nah, you you good. Like, to spend that much for a striker, you have to mm -hmm. build your attack around him. And he's a yeah. good striker. But I think him and Moist no Paul Pog, be a cool part. Paul Pog, but perfect. Yep. Yeah, he's supposed to be the creative fulcrum. Him and Locatelli. Because Weston, because Weston is the worker. He's not a passer. Right. Exactly. He's not gonna do that for you. I would say also to go along with that, like kind of like how y'all saying they didn't advance, and that's kind of the theory that I see from most Serie A fans is they didn't advance tactically. They didn't mm. advance with the players as well. Um, like think about it, like how you said that with Max, they're going back to this defensive style. You with a defensive style with old men out there, and then like you said, Bremer's new. He he doesn't know he doesn't know what to do in the, in that league like that in y'all in that system. So he has to he has to improve on that. So I think that this has been like a a thing that's been ongoing for a couple of years, and now it's just funny that it hit Max in the face. He he's the one that took that took back over that team. Um, I think he should be. He probably will. I won't say that he should, but he probably will be getting fired like any in a couple couple weeks, maybe right before the World Cup. Um, yeah. And from That's there, and from there, I mean, if if we're gonna keep doing retreads, then you might need to bring back Pirlo if he's in the Turkish league and hmm. to give him time. <laughs> yeah, relax. Let him get his philosophy down, man. Uh, hmm. So, do y'all think? I don't think actually. I think. Hey, y'all want to go? Obviously, top four. Right now, they are looking at the table. They are they're eighth. Yeah, they're eight. Yeah, they're eighth, but they're five points back from fourth. So that ain't that bad. Yeah, they're yeah. So they still. That's why I'm like, I don't know because right. we maybe we can talk about this now. Maybe we can talk about it in another week because. Grand Potter and another, you know, trying to compare because Tuchel was fired and Grand Potter is getting praise for using most of Tuchel's tactics, still playing with the back five, even using right. left center back. He's doing basically the same thing. Of course, not everything the same because he's found a way to unlock Mason Mount and found a way to, you know, wake up Havertz, you know, sporadically. But for, uh, and he's shown to make in-game adjustments, Dan, to cut you off. You good, like, Tuchel wasn't doing good. stuff like that. Yeah, who are they going to get? Hmm. Who the hell is Juve going to get? I saw one dude, one journalist, he made like a little board about, oh, will they get Zidane? You think Zidane is going there? No, he's waiting to go he wants to France. France. Yeah, exactly, for France. They said France. Um, they had who else? They had like that only. You hear me? I said Poch. They had Poch. Yeah, yeah, they had Pochettino. He was there. I mean, I think if realistically, if they were willing to be patient with him, then yes, that should be the guy. Let him mold this team and be patient with them, like how he made that Tottenham team. And I agree. Built up the cane, mm -hmm. Deli Ali, and all these guys. Mm -hmm. and yeah, good enough to make a Champions League final with the Juventus infrastructure and budget. That's what they yep. need. To do. They need to really make a project. That's why 
like Marcus mentioned, when they fired Allegri the first time and they brought in Sari, and yeah, they won the league. Nobody ever wants to let Sari cook. <laughs> he wins hmm. Chelsea, he wins Europa League, but she gotta go. He goes to Juve, we win the league, but Champions League not good enough, you gotta go. So they bought in Pirlo. They didn't want to let him cook club legend. So who are you gonna let? Who are you going to invest? If you really want this dream of attacking football, are you really down to commit to this? Look at this midfield we saw. Mm -hmm. Look at this. Locatelli is a DM. Rabio's a DM. McKinney's a DM. Mm -hmm. This is what uh, Jose Mourinho used to do back in the day when he was at Real Madrid going against that crazy Barcelona team. So he would have three DMs. Right. Come on, man. Right. But he could do that. Yeah. And, and it's not Benzema. You guys don't have that. And Cristiano, you don't have that, Juve. It's and I hear you when you say they they're not too far out of the out of the Champions League spot in, in Syria, but I think the thing that's striking though is how they kind of like nosedived in the Champions League as well. Like they're you know I think three points is all they got. That's it. Yeah, that is. They lost so, twenty one goals though for, without Ronaldo uh, statistically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but he wasn't good last year either. Right, and look at who they have at their top now. They have a really good striker now. Yeah, they just who's feeding them, who's giving them the ball, who's the who's the creative midfielder, who's you know. So that's that's what they're lacking. They're, they don't have that creativity. And like you say, Dan, I I agree with you. I think Pochettino will be a perfect match uh, for what they have there and what they can build. Uh, he just turned down Aston Villa apparently, so he's still he's still out there. So better than that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Ben, that's the thing based on. Right now, how these two teams are. I mean, the table doesn't lie, but Benfica is a better team. They're well-constructed. Mm -hmm. So we, some of the people look down on them because, oh, they play in the Portuguese league. Who they play in? But they got good players on their team. David Nures used to be a wonder kid for Ajax. Didn't work out. Now he's found himself at Benfica. Rafa Silva is a Portuguese international. Uh, they have good players. Joe Mario, European winner. Like, they have very good players. I like Florentino Luis. He's a solid midfielder. Like, they have a good team, but, you know, we try to look down on them like, oh, because it's not a top five team or, or top five league team. But, nah, they're nice. They are better than Juventus. So, hey, it's not a coincidence that they have the same amount right. of points in the Champions League as PSG. Going into the last week, so Juve, mm -hmm, yeah. Pochettino, I don't know what would he want to do. I think he should go to Juve, maybe because of how his family has been. He wants to stay in England, but I don't see any interesting job in mm -hmm. England opening up unless maybe Conte gets fired and he goes back to Tottenham. You know, since a lot of people like homecomings, mm -hmm. but yeah, I think Juve would be his best bet. Yeah, that's uh, I hear you. I hear that. I I totally agree. So, you guys, you got any thoughts, Anthony, on that? How that looks? How Juve looks? Or you can even bring up Barcelona and how bad they look. <laughs> nah, I'm still on. You got favorite team? Barcelona won four nil this past week. I'm on a Barcelona blackout. I don't. Hey, I don't see it. You saw the highlights. <laughs> uh, missed them. 
But to the Juve, yeah, you saw only when Stalin two goals and an assist. I think I was joking. Yeah. I was joking with Dan after he told me, "Uh, son is complaining and he wants to leave." And I was like, "Yo, where is he gonna go?" And uh, throughout, you know, the designer teams just you know messing with Dan. Oh, Real Madrid. You know what I'm saying? Where's he gonna play? Left back. Uh, but <laughs> hey, man, let let Poch go to Juve. Hey, already, and then uh, son. Find himself in Syria with the old lady, man. Mm. Uh, That'd nice. be a heck of a yeah. That wouldn't hey, be a bad man. move. We we replacing Mino with Son. <laughs> it's on the way. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. okay. Mm. You bringing him to sit down? Yeah. Oh, bro. I was thinking that wouldn't happen because you guys let go of Mane for being thirty plus. Now you want to sign a thirty plus attacker? We mm. need a super sub, bro. Like you said, we, we got an injury all-star and Ox on our bench. He thinks he's world-class. He doesn't want to sit down. He's not sitting down. Yeah, he ain't sitting down for he anybody. He won the right golden now. boot last year. Not to fill Ox, Ox's spot. <laughs> Where's Kevin Cater, man? Where is he at? He's in practice, but he's now in the Champions League squad, and he can't mm. get added back to January. Yeah, yeah. He's okay. And he doesn't – this nigga would rather play that ruffian, those white boys in midfield yeah, instead of Navi Case. See, that's why I be looking straight on these coaches, man. Yeah. The only coaches that I, you know, hey man, that's another story. But that's the that's yeah. the coach versus manager debate. Yeah, there run you it, go. Run it up. You you break that down. You've had that on your your list, man, and I want to get into that. Yeah, I mean, I think it kind of spurs, you know, from watching the you know the Chelsea Manchester United game and seeing that uh, that early sub. Taking Kukurella out, Kukurella out, excuse me, um, and bringing in uh, Kovacic, yeah, um, and it just changed the dynamic of the game because it made Ten Hag go back and do something else after halftime, and so it was like a really interesting chess match. And and you know, watching the game, you could hear even the the commentators speaking about it. So yeah, I wanted to bring up like management, player management, like looking at United. I would I would like to say like right now this team is getting coached. Like the manager Ten Hag is not just a manager; he's also coaching the team. He's literally on the pitch. He's he's right there in the in the in, in everything, coaching the team. Uh, Pep Guardiola, I would argue, he's a coach more than just a manager, right? Um, you know, uh, we can talk about some of these top Premier League uh, coaches and say that that's exactly what they're doing. They're coaching their teams versus managing them. Um, we've seen the old school styles like. You can talk about Alex Ferguson being one of the best managers. They don't say coach, right, usually. They usually say the best managers ever uh, because he managed the team. Yeah, I'm sure there was some coaching involved, but nobody really talks about him, like, coaching his players, really. So, yeah, what are you guys' thoughts on on, on coaching, uh, especially nowadays? It seems like we're seeing more coaching coming out of, of world football, uh, especially with these bigger teams, than than just managing the teams. What do you guys think about that? Well, I would like to say that a lot of the coaches that do like to be uh, touchline managers and yell instructions, they're actors. I've seen many players say that they don't hear what the coach is saying. Like, bro, do you hear thousands of people yelling? Mm -hmm. And then there's players on the field. We don't hear what – and then the ref whistling – we don't hear all the song. We don't hear what the coach is saying. They're actors. Mm -hmm. That's why (laughs) the real – the real that, and that's why the difference. The real coach, like Carlo Ancelotti, the joke mm-hmm. is him was what does he do? He chews his gum. Three to nil down, we chew our gum. No, nah. 
We make he our does. you're right. He don't we tell our subs the instructions and what we want to change, and that's it, nigga. Mm-hmm. We see mm-hmm. what happens. Mm-hmm. All that extra stuff. <laughs> nah, but yeah, like you mentioned, uh Ephraim Grand Potter making that sub. Yeah, that's coaching, making on the fly adjustments, trying to figure out tactically what's mm-hmm. not working. I he realized, oh yeah, we shouldn't have to play like punks at home. Mm-hmm. Why am I using a back five at home? We should be more assertive. They're cooking us. He's not a left center back. And then they bring in COVID. It brings more balance. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing that happens that we see in the game is that as subs are now increased to five, you have coaches that have to be more tactical in their decision-making. They have to be more assertive, especially when now they aren't managers for the most part. They're now head coaches. Mm-hmm. The old system of the manager being able to have control over transfers and, you know, the budgeting for the academy or not even the budgeting, but the coaching of the academy, how they want them to be tactically, all that aspect is not the same. The type of players, the profile we want, it's not the same. So basically, like Bill Parcells once said, you know, I'm not going to say directly, but, you know, vaguely, he basically said, yeah, the GM basically buy the groceries and then I got to cook it up. <laughs> so that's what you got to do now. But you have you hope as a coach that you have synergy with the board and maybe you can make something happen. We've seen Antonio Conte leave enter because he had problems with the board and, and transfers. So it happened. Right. Oh, coaches will say. I don't like this tactically with what they want me to do. Like that was one of the things with Tuchel, mm-hmm. him getting fired. They said Potter or sorry, Todd Bowley wanted him to use more of a back four. He wanted Cristiano Ronaldo. He wants this. He wants that. He wants younger mm-hmm. players to do this. So, hey, now the coach, your coach and my club, Arteta was the head coach and he got promoted to manager when we won the FA Cup. So he has more control, mm-hmm. but that's not the same at every other team. So it is interesting to right. see there are more now that you do have to be a coach because you can't be a manager anymore. So mm-hmm. unless you're rare. All right. Yeah, good point. Good point. Yeah. You guys got any thoughts on it, Marcus? Or, oh, sorry, Anthony. Go ahead. My fault, man. No, nah, you all right, man. Um, to that, we there are coaches, but um what recently came out with uh Hey Zeus, how he was saying he feels it's freeing being on Arsenal. And I imagine that's because of Pep's coaching of, hey, this is my style of play, restricted how Jesus wanted to express his style of football. And so sometimes coaching can restrict players. And that's why Dan brought up Ancelotti's method of looking straight you know what I'm saying you send in tactics but sometimes the flow of the game is the flow of the game um mm-hmm. so uh the best the best managers know when to coach and then know when to they got a ball out and then pep i was amazed he stepped out he got out of his own way and became i don't know if it was part of the plan but he cut short fernandinho's farewell tour against the aston villa last season and subbed him off after um the first half and put Zinchenko on game change and we came back and um I I don't know if I that 
I feel like the pressure made him do that. And from then, from then on in that second half, I didn't see a coaching tactic in place. I saw players trying to ball for their pride. And so um, mm-hmm. that, was, that was good to see a coach, a manager step out of his coaching shoes and start managing and realize <laughs> they, they can, they can do it out there. So. They can figure it out. Yeah. I hear you. <clears throat> okay. So the, my thoughts on that, I think it's funny cause I'm actually learning how to be a coach. Um, but like, I think it's a interchangeable kind of like how Dan said, kind of how uh, Anthony said, like, it depends on the squad. Like, for example, uh, like you said, with Arteta, he, you can see that he coaches, he develops the players. And I think like, it's select few coaches that really do that. Some of these coaches now, like some of the older guys, they um they get a staff and they let the staff and uh develop whoever or what, and then they get a report and then they go from there. <clears throat> As opposed to certain coaches, they're really really hands on. Um, but to me, the thing that stands out to make people to make managers and coaches stand out like the elite elite status or elite class is like how you said with Carlo. He'll he'll sit there the first half, see what's going on, and then in the second half, uh, him, Klopp, both of them, they're all of those pep, they're all gracefully moved to that to the back, and then they'll go ahead and make those adjustments. I think the those other coaches that come in with a with a game plan, and then when it goes left, they can't adjust. I think that that really is those those guys are just coaches in that aspect. Um, so I think that the term is interchangeable with each club. And it, it's a select few that are in that elite class and they difference themselves when you got like, like, for example, I think my, my favorite example of like one of the managers that I really enjoy is Jose, the normal one. He has players from decades past speaking on what they learned from him and saying how much they loved him playing under him and his system. So I think that that matters a lot in the in it also kind of like how Anthony said, like your system is, is going to matter. That's in all sports. Certain players fit in certain systems and they're going to excel. So that's the way I feel about it. For sure. Heck yeah, that's awesome, man. Next week, hey, I, man. I think I'm gonna bring up where I'm gonna. <laughs> I got some. I got something about Joseph Mourinho. He's under surveillance. <laughs> oh snap! <laughs> the chosen one. Um. Yeah, man. Good thoughts, guys. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, let's uh let's get to the everybody's favorite part, right? As Dan likes to say, Marcus is MLS Minute. What you got for us, brother? Conference Finals Weekend. Yeah, we had the big one. LAFC versus LA Galaxy. El Trafico, as we call it in America. It was a lot of flopping from from my boy Ricky, Mr. Pui. That did not get him a penalty early. Early, Mr. Chicharito shooting a lot of shots, not making anything, hitting the crossbar. But then we had the breakthrough. From Mr. Carlos Vela, finally doing this thing, finally stepping up in the playoffs. And LAFC, they get over a scare and, and pull that one out 2-1. So let's continue on that west, on the western side. 
to see who would face LAFC. We had Austin versus Dallas. And I'm not going to lie, one of my favorite players in the MLS plays on Austin, Sebastian Drisky. That boy, the Alt Ar Argentinian Ford beast. And he always comes to deliver. He came to deliver that game. He got, a, he got the second goal for Austin. Then second half, Austin looked kind of shaky, but they got up out of that 2-1. They beat uh, Dallas, and that's who LAFC is going to go against. Yeah. Austin, the guys that beat LAFC twice this year, going to get a hot matchup against them again. Then we go to the east side. We had the Union versus Cincinnati, Master versus Apprentice, Mr. Jim Curtin, a MLS legend, going against his understudy at Cincy. And we had some of the, we had one of our USA uh, hopefuls on that uh, Cincy squad, Mr. Brandon Vasquez. Did not come through, had a beautiful chance, almost missed, but hey, the keepers were stepping up. Union got one that could have been a possible penalty, but you know what? I respect it. The guy didn't even call for a penalty. They just continued to play, and then they got to go. The 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 high-scoring Union got up out of there with the only clean sheet this week, 1-0. Second, so we got to see who they were going to go against, right? They got NA, I mean, NYLC, the champs from last year, ready to go on the run versus Montreal. Hot match. This was my favorite match of the week, even though Montreal let me down on the scoring side. NYLC early. Boom, maybe five minutes in, get a goal. At that moment, Montreal gets scrambling. Uh, we got our old Spurs alumni, Womp, uh, Mr. Juan, Wamiai. I forget my, my bad. Uh, but that brother out there doing nothing, moving up the pitch really slow, taking up space. Um, but on the positive side for Montreal, we had Kamara. He had a beautiful header, but it hit the post and missed. That was actually Montreal's best chance. And they end up taking that L 3-1. So we got NYFC versus the Union, a rematch of last year's final for all my new folks. And I'm going to go ahead and give y'all my picks before we get up out of here. I got NYFC getting that dub, and I got LAFC. Hey, just check in next week and let's see how that thing go. All right, thanks, Marcus. Appreciate you, man. That was a really good breakdown in the MLS playoffs. Looking forward to next week's when we break down the conference finals. All right, y'all, let's go into the champagne goals. Who you got, Dan? My champagne goal of the week is bigger than one goal. It's a moment. Lionel Messi is back. Brace today. Beautiful assist passing. Flawless victory, man. Messi is back. You got Ant? Uh, I'm going to go with the goal from Ederson to to Holland. That that was just a sick uh, assist from a goalie to a striker running forward downfield. And the way he trapped it off his chest and then bodied the defender, it was just class, man. I, I, I dare say it, the V word, versatile. Just because I want to say it. Hey man, he had the, it was hand-eye coordination, body, body movement. Yeah, he could have he could have hit the post. Could have been scary. Dan's looking over here mad at me for using you for using the V word. I mean <laughs> he scored a goal. Hey Not man, yeah, nah, it was it yeah, was just, versatile for Ederson to get an assist. Yeah, give you that. <laughs> 
Nah, it was just nice. It was just nice, E. So that's it. Like his big brother, Allison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead, Marcus. You got it. Man, my champagne goal is going to be the guy that should be on Arsenal right now. Mr. Tilly Mons. That shot from outside the box. Whoo. Whoo. Top corner shit. Up, up shelf shit. <laughs> yeah. Nice one. My goal is uh, Victor Oshiman, uh from Napoli against Roma this weekend and scoring in a 1 0 win. I uh, thought that was a really nice uh, turn he played on uh, Chris Smallin to uh, get their uh, game-winning goal. So that was my champagne goal for the week. All right, guys, who we got for in the club All-Stars then? I'm going to go with KDB, man. He's partying up with a black eye. He had a nice galazzo. So. And he didn't play today, so maybe he was too turned. Yeah, he was chilling, man. With his black eye, relax with the patch. Yeah, mm-hmm. let him relax. <laughs> go ahead, Dan. Who you got? Oh, mind the club all-stars. RB Leipzig, man. Upset mm. victory over Real Madrid in the Champions League. Still the last week of October. Get your brews on. Oktoberfest. Turn up. Yeah, man. Get that Putin gaming ready for me. Um, <laughs> I need a party of three. I need a party of three, E. Hopefully that, that, that's fine with y'all to uh, come in the vet with me. I'm bringing mm-hmm. Killian. Messi and Neymar for that uh that 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 show they gave today. What was it? It ended seven one. Messi Messi announcing itself. Oh, seven two. Okay, they they got one more. We got Neymar defending Killian. We got Messi hugging the kids in a sense. Like what what I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> winning winning cures it all, man. Yeah, and they're starting to pass to each other and they Salute to what you said, Marcus, about inviting them to the club. If you don't mind, I'll bring in with Leipzig. I'm going to bring my man, Abdulale Sek, who plays for Maccabee, and he had a brace. So salute to him. Messi had a brace, Mbappe had a brace. Neymar scored one. He can tell his children, people for the rest of his life, I played against them, and I had a brace, too. I balled, too. Mm. Respect. Bring that man a bottle. <laughs> That's what's up. <laughs> uh, mine, I'm going to bring in Napoli with me. Uh, they are undefeated in Serie A, and they are also undefeated in four matches so far in the Champions League. I know they got, they have one tomorrow, I think, but uh, yeah, I'm bringing them in with me. And they, in the Champions League, they slaughtered IX, and yeah, they murdered slaughtered them. Hey, hey, I'm man, staring at them. I'm st- we staring at y'all from the other side of the club, bro. Hey, hey, Marcus. Hey, Marcus. They got a 13 goal differential in the group right now. 17. No, they mopped them in the league. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah. They're 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 doing it. They're doing it. So they, I, I seen a stat. They're averaging. I think it was 4.2 goals. Yeah, they're ridiculous, man. And uh. Thank you for bringing them up because this brother has been under surveillance by a lot of the top teams, and I'm going to butcher his name. I'm going to try my best. Kavika Kavaretschelia. Sorry. He's from Georgia. Yeah, you you didn't mm-hmm. know that we had made ballers in Georgia when we ain't talking about where <laughs> Marcus is from. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, this brother, he looks like he's going to be special. 
And because we don't pay attention to these countries, I didn't know for the Georgia national team, 19 appearances, 10 goals. He is the main creator oh, right now for Napoli. They just bought him. This is his first year before he was playing in Russia, you know. And then he went back home to Georgia on loan. But, yeah, now he's balling. So, salute to them. This is a baller. And he, I heard he's a superstar and football manager. So, <laughs> nice. Nice. Wait, Dan, you want to go ahead and uh, take us home, brother? Hey, man, I hope y'all had fun. It's the Champagne Soccer. You already know we less than a month until the World Cup starts. Be on the lookout for all that. Road to the World Cup is coming back next week. Look out for my, you know, research because, you know, this is a little sleepers for what's going to happen next week. Of course, the updates of what's going on in the world of soccer going to give you our champagne goal of the week in the club all-stars. But another thing I want y'all to look out for is Patrick Vieira saying black coaches don't get a lot of chances. Look out for that one, too. And we're going to look into that because, like we mentioned, I don't know, a week or so ago, it was black, it's Black History Month in the UK. So yeah. we're going to see next week when we record – It'll be November, but this is an issue that is still pertinent because we need to investigate that. Mm. But yeah, man, it's a great point, man. You're gonna get the fun, you're gonna get the beauty, and you're gonna get the serious, you're gonna get it all at Champagne Soccer. Marcus, Ephraim Anthony, I'm Dan, and we out. Y'all stay blessed. Keep them pinkies up. <laughs>